This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about college football. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio today by Evan Grant, and we're going to talk a little college football. So, you know, I just want to say up top, what a disappointing year it has been once again for teams from Texas, except so far, SMU still undefeated, 8-0. The game against uh, Houston was a little closer than it should have been, uh, given the fact that uh, the Cougars have quit. Are you leaving anybody out? On the season. And Baylor, which is also undefeated uh, and playing very well under Matt Rule. Uh, I think Chuck Carlton raised this point recently. Uh, Who's done the best job of coaching this year? Matt Rule in Texas. Matt Rule or um, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Uh, Let me ask you this. Sonny Dykes close. has a win over TCU. Yeah. Matt Rule has a win over Oklahoma State. Well, Sonny Dykes has that win, and he also has the oh, you just, and he also has the Temple win, which was a really good win. Well, I mean, and, and Baylor's, was, Baylor's got Tech, and they've got Oklahoma State. Those are their two. SMU's beaten two ranked teams, is my point. How many, how many ranked teams has Baylor beaten? None. None. So, at this point in time, I've 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 got to give the uh, I've got to give the edge to SMU. Now, I, I clearly, clearly the the crucible uh, of the schedule uh, is Baylor's remaining games. All right, and give it, us give us that Baylor remaining schedule. Well, Baylor's uh, Baylor was off this past week. Yeah, um, like the Cowboys. Yes, so they didn't play. Uh, that means they did not play. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> We're driving that point home. So uh, this week they've got West Virginia, the always unpredictable Mountaineers. Yeah, the Mountaineers are not very good. Um, and then uh, on the ninth they come to Fort Worth to play those TCU Horn Frogs. Yeah. Uh, and then Pivotal on the sixteenth they host Oklahoma. Yeah, that'll be a little difficult. Then on the twenty third they host Texas. Mm-hmm. And then they finish it out with those wacky Kansas Jayhawks. You know, and that's not a gimme anymore. Let's, I mean, everybody wants and, – and look, Kansas gave Texas a real run, uh, and uh, everybody wanted to say how bad that is for Texas. And it, it isn't good. Texas does not need to be losing to Kansas, uh, and, and they didn't, but it shouldn't even be close. But the point is that Les Miles is doing a good job at yes, Kansas. Yes, he is. Uh, he is really in, – in one year – he has really turned this thing around. So them. Baylor's seven and zero. They've got those five games left. Yeah, they go in. They run in the table on that. No. Okay. They no. go in four and one. No. They go in three and two. I I think here's the thing you have to th- look at. TCU is just so unpredictable. 
Yeah. You know, they've had a re- the Horn Frogs under Gary Patterson have had a really bad year. Uh, yes. A lot of that is because of their quarterback situation. They have they have not they have not replaced uh they haven't had a, a really effective quarterback, a really good quarterback for a while now. Yes. And uh, would you quit doing that? Okay. And and that and of course that is what causes Gary to say things like, "Oh, you'll have to ask Sonny Cumbie about that after games," or uh, <laughs> to throw his offensive coordinator under the bus, which he likes to do. Uh, the defense hasn't played great either, though. Uh, this is the unusual situation at TCU this year is that usually when Gary has a bad year, like last year or a mediocre year, he bounces back and has a really good year the next year. Well, that hasn't happened. Well, I just think that you know they. Time catches up with programs like TCU that I consider to be mid to upper level majors. There's the you know there's there's not one or two down years. You go through cycles. I I, I think with those clubs, they hadn't gone through cycles though, and that's the thing that's been pretty good for them. They, they the, their cycle is a very quick one. Their cycle has been one year we're down, we're back up again. Right. And and this year, you know, and I think you can a lot of it's the quarterback. They just haven't been, but they haven't been as good on the defense either. They've produced a lot of guys who've gone on or playing in the NFL now, especially on defense. So, uh, I don't know that they have that quite that level of talent right now. Uh, so they're a wild card. They could certainly at home. We, we saw what they did to Texas. They dominated that game pretty much on both sides of the ball against the Longhorns. Uh, now I'm not saying that the Baylor won't, I think Baylor can certainly beat Texas. They can beat TCU. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll beat Oklahoma. But then again, I didn't think Oklahoma would lose to Kansas State either. Mm-hmm. That game wasn't even close. No, Kansas State controlled that game, which just brings me to this question. Let's just That was unbelievable. Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Uh, the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. We'll pit which two teams against them. I, I tell you what, I can't <laughs> if tell you. If you're picking right now, what do you got? Well, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's going to be uh, – I'm going to say Oklahoma and Baylor. You're going to say Oklahoma Baylor? Yeah. I mean, Texas is going to have – Texas has got three losses now. They have two conference losses. Yeah. But they have well, – yeah, right, two conference losses. So they, they have three losses overall. Uh, I think – let's see, at this point – let's look at the standings. You I'm looking the standings, at them right, right? now. Give me, give me the two lost teams. The two lost teams were Texas, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State. Gosh almighty. You know, it might be Kansas State. I don't know. You know, it could be. Uh, uh, and so the, the one lost teams are Oklahoma and who? Oklahoma. That's it. Oklahoma's the only one lost team. Baylor's undefeated, Oklahoma, and then you've got four teams with two losses. Wow. Uh, of that group, I got to tell you, you know. I mean, I. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to sit here today and I'm going to say, I think your Big 12 championship game is going to be Oklahoma yeah. and Texas. Oh, no. I don't think so. I, 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 I will not be surprised to see Texas run the table the rest of the way, even give after me, that embarrassing Tex- loss. Give me Texas' schedule. Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, and Tech. How many of those games on the road? Uh, Iowa State and Baylor. Okay, look, Baylor really gets up for Texas. Okay. Uh, and, that, and that's going to be a really tough game uh, for Texas, I think. And and, and, I, and Chuck Carlton wrote this today, and I agree with him 100%. There is no team in the Big 12 that rides its quarterback more than Texas. Sam Ellinger carries that team, has now for two years. Uh, and if he plays really well, they have a chance to win. If he does not play 
almost to a Heisman Trophy level, they don't win. It's kind of simple as that. Uh, they just don't. They've just got too many problems right, so, across the board. So outside of Oklahoma, which we still have no idea how they lost to Kansas State this week. I tell you what, I didn't get to see that game, and uh, I was. But outside East of Texas. that, who do you who do you feel like you feel Baylor's the most complete team in the Big Twelve? Well, it's like we say that we who have they played, and, that, right. and that's the problem. I, I think that look, Kansas State, I mean, Baylor's non conference wins are, are Stephen F. UT San Antonio and Baylor. I mean, and, and Rice. Yeah, those are pitiful. So you, you can't count that. But they have played well. And and look, going into the season, Baylor's they, best win. Baylor's best win at this point is the Kansas State win. They won. They they beat them handily. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a good win. It's a good win now. Yeah, absolutely, it is a good win. See, my my point is is that Baylor is playing at least as well as we thought they would going into this season because of what they showed last year. Because Charlie Brewer. Is a nice quarterback, uh, I, and because Matt Rule is a good coach, I felt like these were things that would position Baylor to be in the running for something, you know. But I was thinking more like fourth place in in the Big Twelve. I was not thinking about first or second, you know. But some of that is because Texas has clearly taken a step backward uh, this year, I know, you know. And, and I know a lot of that has to do with injuries. But you know what? When you in college football. When you have 85 scholarships uh, and you are the University of Texas, you're supposed to have backups. You're supposed to have guys who can step in and take over, you know, and, and that clearly has not happened. Now, some of, the, some of their guys in their secondary have played really well, those young guys, and I think that down the line they're going to be really good. They're just still too far behind. Uh, so, yeah, the Big 12 is really struggling. And what this means, of course, what all this means is that, all right, everybody says, oh, with one loss, Oklahoma can still get in. They've had one loss before. Yeah, but, they're, but the, the, the difference is is that their one loss this time is to Kansas State. Yeah. You know, and now they're and winning. Their non-conference wins are not going to be, are not going to stand up nearly as good as, as, as anything else. Well, and their, and their win over Texas doesn't mean anything right. now. So that, that win means nothing, you know. So that's going to be the issue for, for Oklahoma. And I really do feel like in the uh, – for the I mean, they're, let's just go over Oklahoma's non-conference wins against Houston, yeah. which is has tanked this year. Yes. Uh, South Dakota. Yeah. And UCLA. Yeah, and that's and they're terrible. So, so he, he, here's they're, they're terrible, but they're three and two in the Pac-12. Yeah, well, I just and that's why everybody, you know, let, let's let's look at the at the national pick. I want us to make sure we don't leave out A and M here to talk about. Well, I want to make sure we don't leave out SMU because right now I I I mean, if you believe that Baylor is the other most complete team in the Big Twelve, yeah, we are looking at the very strong possibility and. Look, SMU is going to have to win that conference. There's right. no doubt, um, and, and I still think that that's something of an uphill battle. But SMU Baylor in the Cotton Bowl could be. That's not a large fan base, you know. They two small private schools. That's going to be hard to fill up Jerry World for that. Um, you can go with one private school and maybe make that up. It's hard to make up that difference with two small schools. Um, you know, and 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 look, Baylor's going to hold up its end because I've, I've been to games at Baylor Stadium, which is, by the way, one of my very favorite stadiums. It's very pretty from the outside. I've never been inside. Uh, it's better on the inside. The, with the view of the river, 
and the way they set it up and the way they, they put the, the students on the field down there. They're one of the few stadiums that gives the uh, students uh, uh, prime seating, which is what it should have. This is their school. They're the ones there now. They should have the best seats. Uh, they do a great job. I, I think they could come up with their end of it. So far, SMU has not shown up. You know, I know that right. we hear from our we hear from our fans and, my, and friends of mine who went to SMU wanting to know when we're going to make a bigger deal about SMU. And I always want to say to them, "How about y'all fill up the stadium? How about y'all come on come in off the boulevard and uh, and and take up your seats in the games? You know, it's a little embarrassing. Your team's undefeated." You need to show up. Here's the thing that SMU's got working against them. So this week they're playing the game day game. Um, they're at, at they're at Memphis. Yeah, that's going to be a very tough game. And so Memphis t- to win the to win their side of the American to win the West they're they're going to have to beat Memphis and Navy. Yeah, both on the road. Both on the road and both those will be two both tough one games. loss teams right now. Yeah, um, those are two tough games. Uh, so, so that's what they're going to have to do. And then and they're going to have to beat Cincinnati, either Cincinnati or UCF, and 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 that's going to be a tough game. Right. So the toughest part of their schedule is still to come. Correct. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say Baylor. I'm going to say Baylor. I'm going to say SMU finishes. Um, I'm going to say ten and two. Okay. So I'm saying that they were going to go two and two in these last four games. Okay. Uh, that's. That's a spectacular year. Ten win. Yeah, ten, ten win. Season. You get to ten you get to double digits and wins. But it's not gonna get them to the cotton bowl if they no. go ten and two. No, probably not. It's gonna get them to the Cheez It Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Which would be a disappointment. Uh but any bowl. I get, would it wouldn't be it would be a disappointment given the fact that they have that they had a chance to well, make you start out eight no. But And it's like it's a little bit like Sonny Dyke says, We lose, they're gonna kick us to the curb really fast. Yeah. And that's what happens to you. Um, so, all right, so we talked about Baylor and SMU. Uh, let, let's talk about A&M before I talk about the CFP picture here. Uh, A&M is on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, beat, the, beat the state of Mississippi. So they're the, they're the kings of Mississippi now, and, and that's good. Um, I got to tell you, the more I've been around Jimbo Fisher and the more I hear him, because, you know, I didn't pay as much attention to him, obviously, when he was at Florida State. I can tell. Sometimes you're not sure about coaches and what they know and what they don't know. Uh, he knows. He, I think he's a really good coach. Uh, I, I think he, he knows exactly what's the matter and what's not. I don't always like the way he, he deals with it. I have yet to ask Jimbo a question that he didn't dismiss, essentially. Which you know is one of the reasons why I think that's what coaches do. He's pretty smart. No, I, I think he's he knows exactly what's the matter with this team. You know, uh, the question was asked at his press conference uh, Monday: uh, Has the has the light bulb gone on for this team? And he says, "I don't know if it's gone on. Sometimes it flickers." You know, and that's right. Uh, sometimes it sometimes it's it, a good answer. It is a good answer, and uh, and that's what's going on with A and M. I think what's frustrating, Jimbo, about this team. It's it's a young team, you know. Uh, only five seniors. Uh, the best talent is the younger talent that he has recruited. No question about all that. But I believe that there is still a mindset at A and M there uh, in that locker room that that Jimbo has not been able to convert. I, I believe there are still people in that locker room who still want to do business the way they've been doing it for oh I don't know ten years. Right. 
So I, I think that if uh, maybe not 10 years, uh, certainly they were big winners when uh, Johnny Football was there. But I, I mean, listen, I just here's the thing. They beat Ole Miss and they beat Mississippi State. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. The Mississippi State game was a big was a pretty good win. It's a pretty good win if you're if if you are a middle level SEC West team. Yeah. You want you want to be an upper upper level SEC West team? Okay, you go beat Georgia and you go beat LSU both on the road at the end of the season. That's not upper level. That's national championship caliber. Uh it's upper level when you consider that Alabama and Auburn are still on your side. Well, no, I know what I'm saying is if you beat those two teams on the road, well then you're you're capable of winning a national championship. Well, yeah, and and they're not capable of that. No. No. So, and they've already got three I'm not, losses. I'm not so. putting them on that level. I think the bigger question for me is, is that what, where is this A&M team going to end up? This team is going to end up 7-5. and five. So you've got them losing both, both to both Georgia and LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. I don't know. I don't know how anybody would pick them to win those games. No, I, I think that's On the right. road. I mean, well, if you've. <laughs> if you've watched Georgia lately, you could uh, you could see them beating Georgia. But um, I mean, if they if they if they win one of those two games and end, end up eight and four, which is the Kevin Sumlin season, you know, they they got him fired, the right. Daniel eight and four, and it's still going to put them in fourth place in the SEC West. You know, but you would think if you win one of those games on the road, well, we've taken a huge step up. That's going to be a big deal, and that's the crazy thing about this. They're going to finish eight if they finished eight and four, but beat one of those teams. Everybody's going to say, oh, my gosh, what an upswing for us. Ah. I mean, here, here's the deal. Look, you've got seven teams on the SEC, on the west side, right? Yeah. You've beaten Mississippi State, you've beaten Mississippi, Mississippi, and you've beaten Arkansas. Yeah. You've lost Alabama. Well, I don't, know. I, I don't count Arkansas. Yeah, but you've, you, you've beaten <laughs> – you, you've lost Alabama, you've lost Auburn, you've got LSU left. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're, this is, you're, you're right in the middle. Yeah, which is where they've always That's been. That's where they are. But see, here's the problem is that when you got into the league, LSU wasn't very good. You know, LSU was in a lull there. And then they were they had been well, – let me, let me go, go back here and think about this for a second. LSU was really good before that, but then they went into a lull. Now LSU has roared back under Ed Orgeron, of all people. That's right. We roared back <laughs> in the LSU Tigers. Yeah. That's a very nice Ed Orgeron impersonation. That's about as good Ed Orgeron as I can do. Yeah. It's a lot rougher than that. It is. You had to run it through some uh, a cheese. It's amazing. It's just amazing. So, and and the thing, some of the guys that have been recycled over there. Bill Johnston is uh, is on their coaching staff, and he was at Louisiana Tech as the defensive coordinator thirty years ago when I was there. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, they're doing that. Here's the thing about LSU. You got to remember that Louisiana has more good talent. Louisiana, two things. More good food and more good football players per capita than any other place in the country. They have good football players. If you can just get the players from, from Louisiana, you're going to be in the running. The best players from Louisiana. You're going to be in the running for a national championship. That is just a crazy thing. That's such a small little state. Because you, you can't say that about any other state in the South. None of them. You can get all the no, – except for Florida. You can get well, all Florida's the – Well, Florida's got – I mean, the population base in Florida is it's huge right. and, and, and it's different. But you you can't say that about Alabama. You can't say it about Georgia. You can't say it about maybe Georgia. You can, you, look, you can, you can say it about Alabama. And, here's the difference, okay? Alabama, you're splitting up that talent between Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, well, and plus right? you're going all over the country getting players. Georgia, you still got you know you've still got Georgia, and you, to some extent you've got Georgia Tech, which is a Power Five conference school. Yeah. 
Um, Louisiana, you've got one school. Yeah. You you know, and, and I don't want to demean Louisiana Tech or any of those, or, or, or no, Tulane or any of those schools. You're getting all the players you want. But if you get all the players you want at LSU, and so... That's you, different between LSU and Arkansas, for, for And Arkansas doesn't have that kind of talent. Right. You know, they have to go to Texas. That's why they hired right. Chad Morris. Right. you got to go right. out of state. And almost, even Alabama, to be an, a national power, they go out of state to get all the What if it had been Sonny Dykes rappelling down from the ceiling at Arkansas? Oh, you mean the... Instead of Chad Morris. Instead of Chad Morris. I don't know, you know. I'll have to say this. Chad has certainly not impressed me at Arkansas. I, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job at SMU, obviously. And maybe, you know, he set this up for Sonny. But he he just hasn't done anything in Arkansas. It, it, no. is, it occasionally looked like buffoonery over there. Uh, I just... And I thought it was hard to look much more buffoonish than they have the last couple of years, but they have. It's terrible. So here's a, so let's go back to the – we got just a few minutes left here to talk about the CFP. So before, I said, oh, this, the CFP is all locked up. you got Clemson. You've got uh, Oklahoma. You've got uh, – um, I'm, I'm already blank here. Oh, you got Ohio State. The other one. You know, Ohio State. The and, other one. And, and, uh, yeah, and, I mean, and then you're going to take the SEC champ, right, whoever that was going to be. All right, here's what I was, I'm going to say now. Nothing's stopping Clemson from getting in. Uh, nothing's stopping Ohio State, I don't think, from getting in after Wisconsin lost. Uh, you know, Penn State's pretty good, but I, but it's going to be – Ohio State's really good. Uh, it's going to be two SEC teams. And right? I think it's going to be I – don't, I don't think uh, – Oklahoma's not getting in, and I don't think a Pac-12 team is getting in. Here, here, here's you're – getting, you're, you're getting the, S, the SEC team, the SEC West team mm-hmm. that wins the West. Yeah. Okay? The the only way now and and if if the SEC West team then wins the SEC championship, then Alabama and LSU both go. If Alabama or LSU were to lose to Georgia or Florida in the SEC championship, then it would be probably that team. It would be the two teams that play in the SEC championship that would advance. I will say this: I think that LSU Alabama has to be close. Yeah, now, if that game is close, then Where is I, that game is from? it's in Alabama. Uh, so I, I think that 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 will determine that uh, if that's close, and then if they win convincingly, uh, the, who, the winner of that game wins convincingly in the, in the SEC championship game. Yes, I think those two teams. Is there? Go. And I I ask you this: is, is there anything more fun than following the SEC? You know. Uh, it's it's really really great programs. I, I think the thing that wears me out about the SEC though is that people saying we're in the SEC. I, I it's an it, 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 and it is an SEC thing. I don't think that the Big Ten people say it, but I think that the SEC felt like that the the, the the population bases of the SEC had no pro teams for a long long time. Yeah, um, and and I think that they felt so. Um, Disregarded by the Big Ten and the Pac Ten, yeah, uh, for so long because we're going to the Rose Bowl and that's going to decide the national championship. That I think there has been some degree of of a galvanization that hey, we're all in this together. Yeah, um, that's why they don't turn each other in. Correct to the NCAA. <laughs> correct. We'll cheat. You cheat. We all cheat together, and we all win. Yeah. Uh, but but it is it, it is a thing, and a, and I'm sure at some level there's you know it's a southern thing. I I, I get it. Um, 
But it is great when you go from one stadium to the next. It is. And, I mean, you know, my uh, we'll, we'll get together with people this weekend um, who are Florida folk and watch it. And if, 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 they, beat, if they beat me, I'll, I'll be more than happy to um, be mad, but congratulate them at the same I'll time. I'll be more than happy to be mad. I love that I, 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 I For me, as a fan watching SEC football – or following the conference um, as as a fan, I, it's just more engaging than any other um, fan based type experience. Yeah, and, and this whole thing is just reinforcing it too. I mean, we talked about the Astros earlier on our baseball podcast about when are they ever going to be bad right. again? Uh, I don't know when the SEC will ever be bad again. You know, because this is a surf, uh, a self perpetuating kind of thing. When you are constantly in the CFP, you go, your school's constantly in the CFP. Well, then kids are going to gravitate to those. Yep. The big name recruits are going to keep going. But I just keep coming back to this. I, you know, I as strong as the conference is. I just don't see the opportunity, and maybe Jimbo will do this, but I, I, I just don't see the opportunity for them to ever climb into. Oh, I wouldn't say ever. I mean, you know how that is. If you if you get the right players, if you get a look, if Johnny Manziel, uh, if if that if they had still been in the SEC, well, I mean, they had a chance, and they were close. They beat they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, you know. He was a great player. But it's not just beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. No, I know. you got to beat a lot of teams. Go beat LSU and go beat Auburn. you you got to beat a lot of people. And that's the problem. you got to beat too many people. Uh, it wears you down over the course of a season. And, and there's no question about that. I think that they could. Uh, you know, when people were saying, will Jimbo in that 10-year contract, will he win a national title? I think that's too much to say that. And I, and I think, you know, coming from where A&M has come from, the last time they won a national title – 1939 right you know so they've been waiting for a long time for this uh to say that so jimbo we, we couldn't do this in 80 years so jimbo you got to do it in 10 uh we're going to pay you an awful lot of money we're going to guarantee you 75 million dollars uh that's a lot to ask i think if he gets them in the cfp he's doing really good uh and we'll see where it goes from there all right so we'll, we'll i'll just leave you with this this is these are um the bowl projections for uh the cotton bowl uh, the ESPN duo has, um, they have S, both uh, both both of them have SMU in the Cotton Bowl. One versus uh, Oregon and Mark Schleyball versus Baylor. Uh, Doctor Jerry Palm over at uh, over at CBS. The CBS projections have Memphis versus Baylor in the Cotton Bowl, and they have SMU going to. Uh, the military bowl, so it would give it be their second game in Annapolis this year uh, against NC State, and that would be that's a big drop down. You know, that's a big drop down. That's a big letdown. And that's the thing is, there's for the American Conference, you know, you get the, you have that one chance at getting in New Year's Six bowl, but after that, your level of of, of bowl participation and your opponents is going to drop, drop. So that's going to be down. that's going to be the bottom line. That's going to be a disappointment if they don't get the Cotton Bowl at this point. I would think so. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for our college podcast. Thanks for coming in, everybody. We'll check you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the College Football Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.